NHL free agency is right around the corner, and on today's episode, we'll be exploring some options that the Stars could look to get a top six forward in their lineup, and then we'll close out the show talking about everything the Stars need to do on Wednesday during the start of free agency. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media coming to you on this Tuesday, July 12th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked on Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube. I think we're around 11 or 10 subs away from 500 at the time of recording this on Monday evening. So if you do feel so inclined, please do hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And if you're listening on an audio platform, you can also follow our show as well, whether that's Spotify or Apple. You can also leave us a five-star review. If you like what you hear, you can also find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show as well, just at Locked on Stars. Thank you guys again for the continued support. And it's, you know, last week was big with the NHL draft. Um, tons of really interesting prospects now a part of the Stars organization, which I'll be getting to, I guess, take a closer look at some of those guys um, the rest of this week. I should be um, at Stars Development Camp today by the time you're hearing this on Tuesday. And then I should be there on Thursday and Friday as well, getting to check out some of the young talent within this organization, which is super exciting and give you some coverage there, some media availability quotes, things of that nature. Super exciting, but another exciting aspect of this week is, of course, the start of free agency in the National Hockey League, which will be opening up tomorrow, uh, Wednesday the 13th. And it's been speculated that the Stars you know, are seeking a top six forward to kind of help round out their lineup, someone that could play alongside Tyler Sagan and potentially Jamie Benn if Pete DeVore and the coaching staff see it fit to put Ben on that second line, or regardless of who would fill that other wing spot, there's a need, it seems, for the Stars to find a guy that can either you know bring some playmaking or provide some excellent scoring for the team on the second line behind that incredible line of Hintz, Robertson, Pavelski. And there's two guys that I do want to highlight today uh, before we dive into kind of everything going on uh, with the Stars organization in free agency. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, but I want to spend some time here at the beginning in the middle talking about two guys that I think the Stars could pursue. And it's very realistic that we could see these guys as a part of the Dallas Stars uh, this summer and probably in the lineup at the start of this upcoming season. And the first guy is a guy who has recently been playing, or I guess been playing for a Central Division team Technically, his whole career, although when he was drafted in 2015 by the Arizona Coyotes, they were not a part of the Central Division. But I'm, of course, talking about Dylan Strom. It was recently announced that the Chicago Blackhawks would not be extending him a qualifying offer. Uh, they're not really interested in keeping anyone, it seems, within this organization. They are going into a full-on rebuild. We obviously saw Alex Dabrinkit get sent to the Ottawa Senators. 
Kirby Doc's been traded. It seems like they are just cutting ties with everyone on this roster, including Dylan Strom. He will be an unrestricted free agent. Strom is 25 years old, so still has plenty of his career left ahead of him. Like I said, he was drafted in 2015 by the Arizona Coyotes at third overall. So this is a guy who came into the league with a pretty, what people thought, high ceiling, a ton of potential, and a guy that I think people had higher expectations for. And Strom has had some really nice moments in his career up to this point, but hasn't quite lived up to those third overall pick expectations. But I think you could make the case that if he does come to the Dallas Stars, that a guy like Tyler Sagan could arguably be the best line mate that he's had, or one of the best offensive threats uh, that he's played alongside. I think a guy like Strom, he can score goals, but I think that his specialty lies more in his playmaking ability, and I think Tyler Sagan could really thrive playing alongside a guy like that. So I think that that could be a really interesting mix and potentially a lethal mix for the offense in the best way possible. I think that the we could see an uptick in offensive production from the second line if Dylan Strom were to join the team and play alongside Tyler Sagan. The only I guess issue is that Strom does play the center position, but I think that he could probably make that adjustment and move to a winger position. Uh, but also, you, it's nice to have kind of that center depth, quote unquote. Uh, if you need someone to go in the faceoff circle in a pinch or something like that, he can still utilize his skill set. Strom can uh, if it's needed for him to play the center position, whether that's due to injuries, penalty, you name it. So a guy that could be pretty versatile for this team, and I, of course. You know, like I've been saying, I think he could fit in really well in the top six and, you know, re remove some of the pressure from some of these other guys, like maybe Jacob Peterson, who had a nice rookie season, but still is, you know, kind of finding his footing here in the NHL and could probably benefit from playing maybe on a third line uh, for the Stars team this coming season, or maybe get moved up to the second line if things go well. Maybe you put Peterson at the other wing spot on the second line with Sagan and potentially Dylan Strome. And the nice part about Strom is I don't think he would cost a whole lot of money. He was making only $3 million last season in Chicago and put up a really good stat line or, you know, a really good stat line whenever you consider the team he was playing for, one of the worst teams in the league in the Blackhawks, 22 goals, 26 assists, and 48 points in total. And a lot of that production was really coming at the back half of the season. He finished the season really strong and very nicely, despite the Blackhawks being out of playoff contention for a long time. He still played with excellence and played with a lot of determination. And I think part of that was maybe he was anticipating not coming back to Chicago this summer and that he was probably going to be on a different team. And so I think that he played with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and elevated his game. And it, it looks like it could pay off for him if he comes to a team like Dallas or another playoff contender, pl playoff aspiring team. And so, you know, Strom, like I said, kind of at the beginning of this, has been inconsistent in the early stages of his career. But going to an organization like Dallas that I think is relatively in a good place, it's in a much better place than both Arizona and Chicago are in, I think could help him a ton. It's another one of those change of scenery could make all the difference for a player in their career. Valerie Nachuskin type stuff. And of course, playing alongside one of the better offensive players of the past decade or so in Tyler Sagan. I think it would be beneficial both in play, but also just from a mentorship perspective, friendship, teammate perspective. Uh, I think Sagan could teach a lot of things to Dylan Strome uh, and really help him continue to grow in his career. So he needs those offensive-minded line mates like Sagan to really thrive, and I think that they could be a really interesting mix. And you know, if the Stars can get him for cheap, $3 million or less, I think he's a guy that you certainly want to be on the lookout for once free agency opens on Wednesday.
Well, coming up next, we will talk about another talented top six potential offensive player in the Western Conference, but we shift our focus to the Pacific Division. We'll be talking about Sonny Milano and the potential of him on the Dallas Stars after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given the coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a delicious, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. You can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Bar Puffs is, of course, the taste. They taste absolutely amazing, and you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving or when you need to satisfy your sweet tooth. Or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein to help power you through the remainder of your day. Go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, you can use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen every single day. We talked about Dylan Strome and the potential of him joining the Dallas Stars via free agency. And now we're shifting our focus to another forward in their mid-20s in Sonny Milano. He's 26 years old, just had his best statistical season with the Anaheim Ducks and will be a UFA this offseason. And, you know, he hasn't had the most explosive start to his career, similar to Dylan Strome, although Milano, he was taken in the first round. I believe he was taken maybe 14th, some 14, 15, 16th overall in the first round of the draft he was selected in. So a guy that maybe didn't have as many expectations placed upon him coming in, but a guy still drafted in the first round who hasn't had, again, the most explosive start or the most excellent start to his career, but put up some really nice numbers with a middle-of-the-pack Anaheim Ducks team, a Ducks team that actually started out the season pretty strong and looked like a potential playoff sneaky dark horse pick, but then uh, just due to lack of experience and um, lack of depth overall, a team that kind of fell off near the end and ended up trading a lot of pieces at the deadline. Uh, but Sonny Milano still stayed with the team, but now it looks like he will be in a different sweater at the start of the 22-23 season. And I, for one, think it is an intriguing possibility that he could be playing here in Texas. He's incredibly talented and showed a ton of offensive prowess this past season in Anaheim, especially on the man advantage. He had 10 power play points, and overall he had 14 goals, 20 assists, 34 points in total, which isn't the most explosive numbers, but for a guy that would be playing on the second line, 34 points sounds wonderful considering the lack of scoring depth that this team displayed last season. I think 34 points, we would take that any given season, especially alongside a guy like Tyler Sagan, who could probably also be in that 30 to 35 point range as well. And then of course you factor in who else, whoever else would be playing on that second line beside those two players. And what's interesting about Milano is although the Ducks struggled for the majority of last season, 
a lot of his really impressive numbers came in the middle six. He played some time on that third line for the Ducks, but also would see a handful of minutes on the second line. And a lot of times when he got put on the second line in Anaheim, he would play alongside their rookie phenom, Trevor Zegras, who was one of the more explosive young offensive players this past season. So similar to Dylan Strome, I think Milano can really thrive if he plays alongside those big scoring threats. And that's what Zegras was this past season for the Ducks. And that's kind of what Sagan has been for the Stars historically. And hopefully with a refreshed line, a reset line, if you will, we could see a little bit of a resurgence offensively for Sagan this season as well. And Milano certainly has the capability to do that, to come in and be an excellent teammate for Tyler Sagan. He skates incredibly well. He's actually a kind of sneaky, speedy guy and plays a very strong game on offense. He's really kind of a one-way player, not going to do a ton for you on the defensive side of the ice, which I guess is kind of a, a nitpick of his game. Um, although the Stars do have more better options defensively at the forward position throughout the roster. So it's not a must, but hopefully something that could improve uh, if he were to come to Dallas and something that he could work on this offseason as well as in training camp with the team. And similar to Dylan Strome, uh, a guy like Milano was not making a ton of money last season. He actually was making less. He was only making $1.7 million last season. So, again, I don't think you'd be expecting a huge pay raise there. This is another guy that if he's available for the Stars to get and no one else is really going after him and the Stars can get him for, if they could get him for 1.7, that would be almost perfect. But maybe he would expect something closer to the $2 million range. I would say no more than $3 million for sure if the Stars were going to pursue Milano. But it's another guy that I certainly would not be upset if the Stars went after, if he were to kind of fall into their lap, if no one else really goes at him. Because I... As we've discussed before, this is a you know a heavy free agency class, but really only in the forward department. John Klingberg, again, probably the most recognizable name or the biggest name on the free agent market for defensemen. And so some other guys, some guys could get overlooked uh, as far as forwards. And I think Milano could be one of those guys that gets overlooked by the Gaudreaux of the world, um, tons of other forwards as well going on to the market that could be finding new homes. Philip Forsberg was a big name, but now we know he's staying in Nashville. I know Claude Giroux is going to be on the move. So many big names as far as forwards moving around. And Milano certainly a guy to keep an eye out on. And another guy that could really benefit from being with a, I guess, better put together, quote unquote, organization in Dallas right now. I don't think Anaheim is in as bad a spot as Chicago, but they're definitely not a team that's ready to contend for a playoff spot. Uh, and, and Dallas, I certainly do think, has a legit shot to be back in the playoffs this next season. I think Milano would really enjoy being a part of that, and I think he could be a really key piece addition to the team in that regard. So keep an eye out for those two names, Dylan Strom and Sonny Milano. And be sure to let me know in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube who you would be interested in seeing the Stars pursue in free agency. Well, coming up next, we will shift our focus to the Dallas Stars. We have some players that have signed some deals to stay with the team, but we still have to hear the verdict on some other guys on the roster. And we'll talk about that after another quick break. All right, we're closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking about the Dallas Stars, of course, and how they will deal with free agency as it opens up on Wednesday. Of course, the big elephant in the room in all of this and really has been since trade talks were starting in the middle of the season, a big point of emphasis at the trade deadline, John Klingberg. He's going to be under a big microscope, I know, not just by the Stars community, but by the NHL community as a whole. This could be a really big ad for another team, and we'll, of course, see if by some miracle he stays 
with the organization. I've seen the Carolina Hurricanes and the Ottawa Senators as potential candidates to go and get John Klingberg if he does end up becoming officially uh, a free agent that is not going to resign with the Dallas Stars. And just thinking about him with the Ottawa Senators, with the moves that they made and the young core that they already have, I think the Senators could be one of the more interesting teams going into this next season and really make some noise in that Atlantic division. I don't think that they're the team to beat out East by any means or even in that division, but I think that they will be taking some massive steps forward from where they were this past season. And Carolina, of course, a talented team as well. I know that they just lost Tony D'Angelo to the Philadelphia Flyers, and so they're probably going to be looking to add some depth at defensemen, and John Klingberg has been matched with them pretty much ever since trade talk started during the regular season, so be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, I'm, I still do believe that John Klingberg will not be a Dallas star, but we'll, of course, have to see what happens with him. Now, moving on to guys that are officially coming back and likely are coming back. Marion Studenich has been re-signed by the organization to a one-year, two-way deal. So he will likely, I imagine, be spending the majority of the season with the Texas Stars in Cedar Park, um, but could get called up in case of injury or if there's ever a need for a forward to get called up, he would be a great guy to get on the NHL team because he does have that NHL experience. And that's just me assuming he could have a great camp, could have a great summer, and could find himself on the roster maybe somewhere in the bottom six. But just given the aspirations of this team as far as free agency and the rest of the roster, I think it could be difficult for him to do so. But really curious to see what student each has in his bag of tricks for this coming season if he does get some time to play at the NHL level. And, of course, there's still plenty of names that are listed as free agents that need to be re-signed, um, or at least the verdict is still out, of course, John Klingberg. We know that Jason Robertson and Jake Gottinger have both received qualifying offers from the Stars, so we could be getting breaking news on them really just at any moment. I'm recording this uh, around 9.30, 9.40 on Monday night, and so by the time you're hearing this, things could have already been announced or deals could have been signed by not just Robo or Otter, but plenty of other players as well. Vlad Nemestikov still has not re-signed. Michael Roffel. I know, I believe offers have been sent to those guys and the Stars just have not heard anything back. I know Andre Sekera, according to Cat Friendly, is marked as a UFA. I can't imagine that he'll be coming back this season. We'll just have to see. I know he's getting up there in age and his production has not been what you what you want for your sixth defenseman in your core, uh, especially for the Stars. And they could be looking to maybe add someone through trade or call someone up from the AHL level uh, in order to help round out that defensive core, especially if John Klingberg does leave. And Braden Holtzby is another guy that you may have forgotten about that was a member of the Stars organization. I know at times I've forgotten about him just because we have, it seems, the two goalies, um, at least the goalie of the future, NJ Gottinger, and then Scott Wedgwood, who will be a Dallas star for the next handful of seasons. So Holtzby, I've heard rumors of, um, that he's likely probably played his last game in the NHL. There's a lot of rumors that he could retire, which is kind of sad to see him go out the way he did, just kind of injured and not really getting to finish out what was actually a pretty decent season for him to get things going at the start of the year. But we'll just have to see what happens with him. Uh, but he will not be coming back, it seems, for the Dallas Stars. If he does play in the NHL again, it likely will not be for the gang in victory green. And then you of course have another goalie in Anton Hudobin, who's not a free agent, but I believe has one year left on his deal. And if the stars could find a way to get rid of his contract, I think that that could be big as far as either adding some additional money to the guys that you want to resign like Robo and Ottinger, or, you know, you could have a little bit more money to bring in a free agent like Strom 
or Milano, but I don't know how possible that is. I don't know how many other teams are just chomping at the bit to add Anton Hudobin, who's a little bit older, who seems to be a little bit more injury prone now. We'll have to see what happens there, or if he just stays and is an AHL goalie for this season. We'll, we'll just have to see what the Stars look to do with Anton Hudobin. And then the last little rumor that I heard actually while preparing for this podcast episode was listening to uh, 32 Thoughts, the, the Elliot Friedman podcast and he did say that there are rumors so again these are rumors from a, another nhl analyst in elliot friedman so don't shoot the messenger here i know some people when i did my episode on this player were not too excited about the possibility of this guy getting added to the team but elliot friedman has heard rumors that the stars could be looking to add brent burns from the san jose sharks that they're interested if they can get a deal to work and i think by what he means by getting a deal to work is getting him for cheap somehow adjusting that contract and not paying Paying him a ton of money because paying him, you know, a lot of money, especially his age, could really affect trying to get some of these other guys re-signed. I personally would not mind Burns on the team if they can do it right financially and still get Robertson and Ottinger back because he's still producing at a high level. Burns is he has that experience with Joe Pavelski and Pete DeBoer, and I think he could be a great veteran addition but i know there's kind of some mixed feelings there just with his age and there's you know the whole ryan Suter situation from last offseason bringing in an older defenseman uh, although i do think burns has a lot more to offer than ryan Suter did when he got signed and even does now so again that's just a rumor that i've heard from elliot friedman i'm sure that maybe Brent burns falling could stay in san jose but just something to be on the lookout for here this week or even beyond as the offseason continues to move forward but that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube. Help us get to 500 subscribers. And you can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well. Remember that we are free and available no matter where or how you listen. Give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple if you like what you hear. It helps the show out a ton. Uh, it helps us continue to grow and more people to find our show. You can also find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked on Stars. Be sure to let me know in the comments down below on YouTube who you would like to see the stars add either through trade or free agency. And if you're continuing to go to the open to the public development camp, I hope you enjoy it. hope you have fun. Uh, I'll probably be there as well, getting to watch some of the future of this organization. But thank you guys again for tuning into today's episode, and we'll be back here tomorrow.